God's grace, peace, and mercy be with you today. We pray. Oh, Lord, thank you for being our friend. What a friend we have in you, Jesus. Bless us now. The message may mean something to us individually, and may it point to you, our friend. In Jesus' name, amen. Well, we have Valentine's Day on Ash Wednesday and all to combine in one day. But it's kind of unique because Valentine's Day is a saint's day. And it's recognized in our church as a saint, St. Valentine. His name was Valentine back in the 300s. And he was a pastor in the church and he promoted marriages, love. He married soldiers in the Roman uh, Empire that weren't supposed to get married because Caesar didn't want his soldiers married. He did it secretly. He got arrested. He got put in jail. And um, he was to be martyred. But he prayed for the jailer's daughter who was ill, and she became healed, and they became friends. And then before he died, he sent her a note and said, from your valentine. And some people say, he said, be my valentine. But that's where the verb valentine comes from, from the name. And he became known as a saint in the church and recognized as Saint Valentine because he shared God's love, friendship, Friends. Friends are special, aren't they? What's a friend? You have any friends? Some people don't have any friends, they say. Not any close friends. Some people have a lot of close friends. A friend is someone that you have a mutual affection with. It's a mutual affection between two people. Or it can be two groups of people or two countries. Like we say the Canadians, they're our friends to the north. But North Korea, they're not our friends. Or Russia, not our friends. So we can have groups of friends or countries of friends, but friends. Now I'd like you to take a look at your bulletin cover for a minute. The most, people, most important people in your life are probably your friends. Now it's interesting that BFF, you probably know what that stands for. You see it, and then people say it on social media and so forth. But it's interesting that that is a word. It's a word. The dictionary has it as a noun. It's a noun, which means a word or the main subject of a sentence. You can't pronounce it. It has no vowel in it. You can't say or whatever. So you've got to say BFF, right? What's it mean? What's BFF mean? Right. Best friend forever. These are, your friends are the people who are there for you no matter what. They've always got your back, right? They look out for you. They care about you. They'll do anything for you. Best friends forever. Now, friends, what do friends do? Well, best friends, one, they communicate, do they not? They communicate with each other. Because you're going to communicate with your friend. You're going to listen to them. You're going to share with them. You're going to talk to them. Another thing you do is you plan activities together. If you have a best friend, you spend time with your friend. You want to be with them. Another thing you do, you share your secrets. And you hope that they hold their confidence. You trust each other. Another thing you do, you keep in touch, don't you? You can't be a friend unless you're in touch either by calling on the phone or the email or Instagram or text or whatever you use, Facebook. You create nicknames for your friend. You probably call them a nickname. Have a special name for them. 
you support their obsessions, even though you may not agree with them. But they got some obsession, you listen to it and you go along, you support it, you don't criticize them. If you have a good friend, you avoid obstacles in your friendship. You don't want obstacles out there, and so you avoid them. And you respect them, you respect your friends, you respect their space, their choices. Now, I don't know how many best friends you got forever, but in the gospel lesson today, we find an interesting development as we begin the Lenten walk. In the gospel, you'll note that Jesus, in Mark's gospel, it really happens quickly. It says he went to the wilderness after his baptism. He was baptized in the first paragraph of the gospel. God says, this is my beloved son with whom I'm well pleased. And then the spirit of God took him out in the wilderness and he was tempted by Satan and he was there 40 days. And then he doesn't tell us that all the temptations like Matthew does. And then the last paragraph of the gospel says, Jesus came into Galilee proclaiming the gospel of God and saying the time was fulfilled and the kingdom of God is at hand. Repent and believe in the gospel. The gospel is the good news. Jesus comes preaching, proclaiming the good news. Now, who should be a friend? Your best friend forever. We all should have at least one best friend forever, and his name is Jesus. Is Jesus your best friend forever? That's a good question to ask this Lenten season. Because the gospel is proclaimed. Now notice, you've got to remember here, when Jesus proclaims the gospel of God, he has not died on the cross yet. He can't proclaim the cross. He can't proclaim the resurrection. He hasn't resurrected yet. So what is the gospel? The gospel is the good news that God has come to earth. That God is among us through his son Jesus. And Jesus says, love God above all things and love your neighbor as yourself. If we follow Jesus, loving our neighbor and loving God, then we come to the good news of the end of Lent. Good Friday, paid for our sins, Easter rose again, that we might live forever, forever with him in heaven, best friend forever. So Jesus offers himself as the best friend forever. So how are we to live in this kingdom? You pray in the Lord's prayer, thy kingdom come. Has his kingdom come into your home? your heart, your life, the church, the world, Eh, some places, some places not. We have to live in this kingdom by loving God and loving one another. Now, let me ask you a serious question. Seriously, do you want Jesus to be your BFF? And do you want Jesus to have you as his BFF? Now, remember, But friends do. If Jesus is going to be your BFF, you need to communicate with him, right? You can't be your friend unless you communicate with him. You got to listen to him. You got to hear what he says. You got to share what he says with others. You got to tell people about that good news. You got to plan activities together. Like you spending time with your friend, you have to spend time with Jesus in your activities, in your worship, your life. You need to share your secrets with him. You need to tell him 
This is what's on your heart, what's on your mind, what you're dealing with. You need to keep in touch with him. And you can through his Valentine message, his word, the scriptures, the Bible, the good news. You keep in touch with him. You can create nicknames. You know, there's about, oh, I don't know, 50 or 60, 70 different names for God in the Bible. Shepherd, Almighty God, Heavenly Father, Jesus, Savior, Redeemer, Lord. You can go on and name them. Maybe you've got a particular name you like best. You'd like to call Jesus. You need to support his obsessions. Jesus has an obsession. He wants us all in heaven with him when this life is over. He wants you to live with him. He wants you to believe in him. He wants to be your best friend. He's got that obsession for the world, for everybody. And so you avoid obstacles in your friendship. You don't try to block relationships with Jesus in your own life or in the life of others. And so you respect Jesus like you would respect a friend. You respect him and his choices and what he wants. Yes, Jesus should be your BFF, one of yours. Now you can have as many BFFs in this life as you want. Hopefully you got more than one. It's all right to have more than one BFF. But one really important is Jesus Christ, that he's your BFF, your best friend forever, because it will be forever, not just in this life, but an eternal life in heaven. He will be your friend and your blessing. So being a BFF takes commitment. It takes your time. It takes your energy. It takes your love. So let me ask you another question during this Lenten season. Seriously, how often do you read God's love letter to you? The gospel, the Bible, the good news of Jesus? You see, most people have a positive view of the Bible, but they don't pick it up. They don't read it like they should. Statistics tell us that among worship attenders, this is people that worship God and come to church on a regular basis, among worship attenders, less than half read their Bible on a regular basis or a daily basis. That's pretty low when you think about that's his love letter to us. Statistics tell us that 87% of Americans own a Bible, and I'm sure everyone here owns a Bible because we wouldn't be here if we didn't. The average household has three Bibles in their home. Men are more likely to skip Bible reading than women, and yet the men are supposed to be the head of the household. So we kind of treat Bible reading like exercise. We know it's important, we know it's helpful, but we just don't get around to it, probably, like we should sometimes. Bible study, reading the Bible, letting the Bible speak to us. Friendship is not a subject to be studied. Friendship is a relationship to be nurtured. You have to nurture friendship. We have to nurture ourselves with Jesus. That's why the church celebrates Lent. We say 40 days plus Sundays to celebrate, acknowledge Jesus' suffering death, and then come to the culmination of his resurrection on Easter. So I want to challenge you, seriously, to get into the Word of God 
this Lenten season. It's really important that you do. I encourage you to be sure and get the Lenten booklet. Wednesday night, Ash Wednesday, these were, and Wednesday afternoon, these were passed out to you for devotions. There's plenty of them on the table back there, on the buffet in the back when you leave. If you didn't get one Wednesday, you can get one today. There's a devotion in here for every day during the Lenten season, a scripture reference to read and a devotion to read. Would you please do that? And pick up, be sure you have a copy in your home. If you didn't get one Wednesday, get one today. And get into the Word of God. I invite you not to give up something for Lent so much this year, but to add something. To add reading the Word on a regular basis, daily. And this can help you, this little guidebook that you can pick up and goes along with the theme that we have on Wednesday evenings. I really encourage you to do that because after all, Jesus is your best friend, right? And you want to know more about him. You want to get closer to him. You want to draw him into your life and experience his friendship and his love. Listen to Romans 5, 8. But God demonstrated his own love for us in this. While we were still sinners, Christ died for us. Christ died for you and me while we were still sinners. In John 15, verse 12, my command is this, love each other as I have loved you. Greater love has no one than this, that one lay down his life for his friends. For his friends. Jesus gave his life for you, his friends. And then in verse 15 it says, I have called you friends. He tells that to his disciples and to us too as his disciples. And so we sang before the sermon, what a friend we have in Jesus, all our sins and griefs to bear. Can we find a friend so faithful who will all our sorrows share? Isn't that beautiful? I invite you this Lenten season to focus on Jesus. And I guarantee you, your life will be different. Focus on him this Lenten season. And remember who you are. We need a friend. We need friends in this life. And we need Jesus to be our best friend also. It's interesting that as we watch the news this week, the tragedy in Parkland, Florida, and then all the common, a lot of different people were interviewed on news broadcast and on social media about what's wrong with our society. Why is life like this today? Why has things changed so much? Most of us, when we were growing up, we didn't have to think about somebody coming to the school and shooting people. Today, it happens. What's happening in our culture? Some people are saying in these interviews, it's a friendship problem. People don't have friends anymore, what you call real friends. Some people admit they don't have any friends. Why is it? Because we kind of isolate ourselves, maybe in social media, or we don't focus on the best friend forever, Jesus. Jesus wants to be your best friend forever. So I'd like you to open up your hymnals again to 457, just a minute. Go back to the hymn we sang, 457. 
And look at the words again. But I'm going to ask you to think about this. Change them for a minute from a plural pronoun to a personal pronoun about yourself. Notice what we could say. What a friend I have in Jesus. All my sins and griefs to bear. What a privilege to carry everything to God in prayer. Oh, what peace I often forfeit. Oh, what needless pain I bear. All because I do not carry everything to God in prayer. Wouldn't that make a difference if our society did that? We wouldn't have Parkland or other incidences. Have we trials? Have I trials and tribulations? Temptations? Is there trouble anywhere? I should never be discouraged. Take it to the Lord in prayer. Can I find a friend? Notice that a friend so faithful who will all my sorrows share? Jesus knows my every weakness. Take it to the Lord in prayer. Am I weak and heavy laden? Cumbered with a load of care? Precious Savior, still my refuge. Take it to the Lord in prayer. Do your friends despise, forsake you? And do my friends forsake me sometimes? Take it to the Lord in prayer. In his arms he'll take and shield me. Thou wilt find a solace there. I will find a solace there. Wow. What a friend we have in Jesus. Jesus wants to be your best friend forever. He wants you to invite him into his life. He wants you to spend time with him. May I suggest you just take the cover off the bulletin when you get home and put it on your refrigerator or someplace where you can see it this week and thank God that you're his friend, that Jesus is your best friend forever. And then remember to spend some time in his love letter, the Bible, the word, devotional material, or whatever you're using to draw closer to him, that this Lenten season can be a real opportunity of joy in your life to say I got a best friend forever and you can tell some people that you can tell your friends that my best friend forever is Jesus because he gave his life for me and I have forgiveness and mercy what a blessing that we could have a BFF in Jesus Christ and in other people who we want to be with friends with so may God bless us this Lenten season as we journey through Lent and rejoice in what a friend we all have in Jesus. In his precious name, amen.